from the opera Turn Dot. I will conquer, I will conquer. Welcome to Healthy Vision, the talk radio show that helps you conquer your vision loss. Dr. Edward Condrett is a board-certified ophthalmologist and homeopathic doctor, author of seven best-selling books. Healthy Vision is dedicated to bring you the latest information for a lifetime of healthy sight and to help you conquer your eye problems. And now your host, Dr. Edward Condrett. Uh, welcome, everyone. And uh, thank you for joining me on um, uh, Healthy Vision Talk Radio. I love that introductory music. Uh, that's from the opera uh, Torendot, Nessum Dorma. And the, 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 the words are, Ventro, Ventro, I will conquer, I will conquer. And uh, that is my goal uh, by having these um, webinars is to help you conquer your vision loss. And now we're waiting uh, for our guests to come, Dr. James McNear. All right, I'd like to welcome Dr. James McNear. He is a brilliant ophthalmologist and eye surgeon, but he is kind of deficient in computer technology. <laughs> low tech, low tech. I'm proud of it. So. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to we're not going to hold that against you. Okay, but we're, thank we're you. Going, so we're going to continue. We're going to continue working on it, so we'll get that done. Okay, but anyway, thanks so much uh, for joining us. And um, so it's kind of rare, as most of the participants um, on this uh, meeting know, it's kind of rare to find an ophthalmologist who embraces alternative therapy. So I wonder, uh, Dr. McNair, if you can tell us a um, uh, little bit about your background, um, why you went into ophthalmology, and what led you to kind of be looking outside the box. So we can talk a little bit, and then I'd like to open it up for questions to everyone. Okay, Okay. yes, Ed, and uh, I'm sorry for the IT problems, but but uh, I started uh, in ophthalmology, it really it was a kind of an unusual situation. Um, when I interned in San Francisco, I decided I wanted to be a general surgeon. And I went to University of Arkansas to sign up for a general surgery residency and uh, was literally had my pen on the dotted line to sign for a residency. Some friends of mine stopped me and said, what are you doing? <clears throat> and I said, well, I'm becoming a general surgeon. And they said, what? You're not a general surgeon. And, you know, I thought about that and I... I said, you know, I'm going to take this application home. And I did. And I threw it in the trash because they were right. I was not the personality of a general surgeon, but I knew I wanted to do surgery. And so I had very good knowledge about orthopedics, urology, and other subspecialties, but not much about ophthalmology. So I, <clears throat> I uh, shadowed a you know, I followed an ophthalmologist at Fort Benning, Georgia, where I was stationed in the Army. And, um, and I thought, yeah, I think I can do this. And so I um, 
was fortunate enough to get a residency at the University of Arkansas in a really outstanding ophthalmic program and um, just fell in love with ophthalmology there in just standard ophthalmology. But in the Army, I was drafted as a preventive medicine um, preventive medicine officer at Fort Benning, Georgia, <clears throat> you know, basically trying to keep the, the troops healthy uh, so they could go to Vietnam. And that's a whole nother story. But but and uh, in, in that but in that time frame, I learned the concepts of prevention, uh, both for the troops, but also for me, thinking um, that I should get in better shape myself. And uh, so I started running. I learned a lot about nutrition, learned a lot about stress. And during that time of, of all ways of uh, improving health and maybe preventing disease. And so I, I learned that concept so much so that I started teaching that to patients. And, you know, just to say, encourage them to exercise, encourage them to get into nutrition and all that. And so for a short time, I don't know if I've ever told you this part, I, for a short time, a few years, two or three years there, I had that I, I got out of ophthalmology and started teaching preventive medicine, which I thought it was kind of fashioned after Kenneth Cooper's concepts of prevention. He was the, the big guru for aerobics and wrote the books and all that. And so, but that, during that time frame, I learned so much more. Uh, I got into other alternative uh, concepts that uh, things like chelation was really big back then, and uh, chelation therapy is really good for different things. And I learned a little more about uh, uh, the, some of the concepts that you promote uh, as far as the uh, frequency uh, specific microcurrent and things of that nature. And um, so during that time, I, I just, it, it just overwhelmed. Uh, everything I wanted to do. And so I had to kind of get it into balance. So I get, got back into ophthalmology after I went broke. <laughs> so I got back into ophthalmology. And, but I started, I continued those concepts thinking that uh, there are better ways of, of improving people's health uh, other than just if we have some wonderful ophthalmic medicines and surgeries and all that. But there's so much more if a, if a person will... Um, take these concepts and 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 people do by the way they take these concepts of better health and uh, improve their eye health in addition to the rest of their their body so the holistic or or uh, that you know the that kind of concept whole medicine type concept um just became part of me and i and i frankly uh people love that idea and, and now, the way we present it now, almost everybody will at least open their eyes and ears to, to thinking, okay, maybe I can do some, something to help my diabetes or to help my circulation. And sure enough, the, the eyes benefit as a result of that. So we get better, we get better results, frankly, from everything we do uh, because of that holistic approach. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting. I almost signed on the dotted line, too, because before I started my ophthalmology residency, I was offered a res residency in internal medicine at the University of Davis in California. And I was kind of in love with California, and it was really tempting for me. 
to uh, sign up for internal medicine. But then, you know, I kind of reflected on it and thought, well, I think I really want to be an ophthalmologist. Um, so I want to ask you something. You see hundreds of patients a week. They come in with various eye problems. What do you think is the uh, a major factor uh, in their health uh, that is contributing to eye problems? Maybe you could share your thoughts with us. Oh, you bet. Well, as we talked before about um, the number one thing really is hydration. I don't know why people do not want to hydrate. <laughs> and and uh, I can tell you, nine out of 10 people, when I ask them, um, are you drinking enough water? Uh, most people say, no, I know I need to drink more too. And every, you know, almost everybody says that. They know they need to drink more, but they don't, they, they wait to get thirsty before they start drinking water. And, and uh, of all the things that, that uh, I, in fact, I have a little list of what's called essentials for good health. And uh, that, that at the top of that list is hydration. And if people will do that, they, they will, their eyes will feel better, see better. Uh, of course, that's just the ophthalmic part. The rest of the story is prevention of kidney stones. I think prevention of strokes. Um, all kinds of other health issues that are improved when a person hydrates. That, so, that is probably the number one thing. Your guidelines, I mean, what is the proper amount of water? Well, you know, earlier, we thought eight glasses of water was enough. And, and eight, eight, eight ounce glasses is a good average amount. That's two quarts of water. Two quarts of water is enough if... A person is not perspiring a lot, and depending on their size, like real big guys and gals need to have more water. And so uh, I've heard uh, take a person's weight and divide it in half and make that the ounces of water. So if a person weighs 200 pounds, 100 ounces of water is enough. Now, I frankly, I don't drink quite that much myself, but I eat a lot of food that has water. And so I stay well hydrated by the vegetables and fruits and things like that, that I eat, I eat a lot of that. So, so I think uh, approximately eight, eight ounce glasses now. And the rest of the story is how pure the water is. And in other words, filters and all that, I think are important. Alkaline, alkalinity can be also very important because our bodies run in an acidic unfortunately, acidic environment, which means we eat more food that produces this acid plus the stress, plus cigarettes, plus caffeine or you know, coffee, tea, et cetera, all produces a lot of acid in our body that we need more alkaline water. If we can do that part too, I think it, it will help uh, a person's overall health. But the, the foundation is again, good, good filtered or bottled water, I think is a good start. The bottle should be, <laughs> you know, you can refine this all over the place, Ed. You know, just get more and more fine. Like glass is much preferable to plastic. As you know, there are byproducts of the plastics and all that kind of thing that are not good for you. And so you, um, you know, if you can get away from plastic, that's ideal. If, but again, do the best you can. But the per first part is the hydration part. 
And um, that's a step in the right direction. What do you think on that? How much do you usually drink? I, I like the um, half your body weight in ounces of water. Right, right. I like rule of thumb. And people, patients complain to me, well, that's too much water. And I tell them, well, lose some weight if you're 200 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, and that helps lose weight too, by the way. If you yeah. hydrate, you don't have quite the cravings and, and, um, you know, you're, you're, you fill up on water, so to speak. So you don't have to eat quite so many calories and that it does help the weight loss. But you know what? It sounds too simple. You know, just drinking more water is going to help improve your health. But uh, I, I think, I think you're right on. Well, Dr. Bette Mangeldi wrote his book, Our, Betty, Our Body's Many Cries for Water, which is kind of interesting. Yes. He feels that so many chronic diseases uh, can be eliminated. You know, asthma, macular degeneration, um, you know, glaucoma, even helping cataracts because drinking water is the best way to detoxify your body. Yes, it is. Now, how about, let's talk a little bit about nutrition. What do you think is the biggest nutritional? So in my, uh, in my little one paragraph I have on my essentials for good health, I tell people, uh, there are very few people who argue with these principles. Number one principle, too much salt, table salt. Uh, the Himalayan salt, sea salt, excellent. That, and, and you should get some of that every day. Um, too much sugar is probably the biggest downfall. We have so many sugared everythings. Uh, you know, Ginger and I just got back from a long trip and we had some wonderful uh, sugary desserts and all that kind of thing, that, but we just had to start limiting it. <laughs> we, I mean, it was, it, was, it was all tasty, but boy, oh boy, sugar really is tough. So I, I talk about those two things and then starch. Um, most of us eat way too much starch to begin with, and uh, starchy foods are basically sugar stuck together to make starch. And uh, and the fourth thing is dairy. Uh, uh, many Americans, anyway, are allergic or what we call allergies, food allergies to dairy. I'd say at least seventy percent of people should not be eating dairy, and if they're willing to either cut out or cut down on that, um, good things happen. Uh, I've seen many, many people who, who their asthma, their GI problems, their headaches, um, all kinds of things, their body weight, blood sugar, diabetes, all those things much better controlled if they will control those four issues. And now the rest of it is uh, loading up on good vegetables and, and fruit uh, I'm personally a meat eater. I think it's a, I think uh, particularly uh, limited amounts of meat are very good, even the red meat. And um, you know, I eat a lot of fish and chicken and things of that nature. I think eggs are okay. Eggs have a lot of good in them and and very little bad. Um, some of our audience may not know that uh, cholesterol is not impacted so much by what you eat cholesterol wise. It is the cholesterol you make in the liver as a result of eating sugar, starch, and dairy. And I've, I've seen that happen so many times that people, you know, they're able to get off their statin drugs and that sort of thing to, when, when their cholesterol comes down is well controlled when they, when they control those uh, issues of, of eating. It's interesting because um, 
when I was doing research for my book, Homeopathic Ophthalmology, I was looking uh, through the studies of the ophthalmologist in the 1800s, and they felt that there were two poisons that caused cataracts, and that was salt and sugar. That those, yeah. those were poisons, and you know, if you eliminate those two things, uh, that may be a way to uh, prevent cataracts. They're, they're the two big poisons. So you're you're right on that. So salt, sugar. Um, Dairy and uh, starch. Yes, especially wheat um, and, and maybe corn as well because of the GMO problem. The, the, uh, the uh, modified uh, foods, genetically modified foods is a problem. Uh, people do not digest the protein well. The protein of, uh, of wheat is gluten. And that protein is absorbed directly into the body as opposed to being digested properly. Um, people develop antibodies to the, the uh, antigen, and they, they wind up getting autoimmune diseases. Um, and by the way, this is not uh, McNair's ideas. This is all documented, uh, scientifically documented things. Uh, people can look up on the internet and find autoimmune disease related to foods. Uh, obviously, not always, not everybody, not always, you know, all that kind of principle applies. But I'm also saying that there's enough people out there that are sick because of these things. And when they get off of it, they get well. And I've, I've seen that so many times. I, I can promote that with with uh, good conscience. So and by the way, I'm also gluten and dairy free and uh, and have benefited so much myself as far as breathing better like my nasal congestion is basically gone when i'm uh when i'm gluten and dairy free so um anyway it was good it was good you are in extremely good health uh you're in your 70s and you cycle you exercise every day i wish the folks could actually see you <laughs> <laughs> well actually ed i turned 80 uh just uh april 30th are you full uh, i, I think don't you're mid mid 70s yeah no no i'm i'm 80 now but i don't feel a day over 79 so anyway i'm i'm <laughs> i'm in good shape and i and i do um you know and i think by the way the 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 uh, you mentioned the biking and everything i think exercise is a really big part. In fact, the second thing to hydration, I think, is exercise. Actually, I think nutrition is more important, but I emphasize exercise because nobody exercises. I mean, it's, it's amazing. We just need to get our bodies moving. I think uh, vigorous exercise, I think, is uh, is really important. But once you, once a person has gotten in good enough shape, that vigorous exercise is safe. And what I mean by vigorous, I mean like a 30-mile bike ride at, at full speed, as hard as you can, that's a vigorous exercise. And if you can do that sort of thing, just occasionally, it, it pushes the body to, to uh, improve. You know, all the enzymes of uh, all the, all the th uh, wonderful things that we've, our creator has made for our body to heal, that those are turned on by vigorous exercise. And so if you can do that, you know, uh, once a week or once a month even, but, you know, routine things on an almost daily basis. 
but then a real vigorous episode, I think it, it helps turn things on uh, to heal better. So, now, uh, there's one other factor that you miss. They, they have done studies for uh, what are the factors for good health and longevity. And most people think it's exercise and good diet, hydration that you talked about. But there's another factor, and that's being in a good relationship. Oh, yes. And I think that uh, your wife, uh, Ginger, is a remarkable woman, and she tolerates you. <laughs> <laughs> and Lee tolerates you, too. <laughs> and Lee tolerates me. But that's a factor that may be more important than, um, you know, uh, exercise and, and diet and things like that. Hey, you're right on. You're right on. And and uh, and that has been shown. The relationship, uh, if, in fact, does prolong a person's life. And not only that, but the, you know, the quality of life has improved so much. And and, um, <clears throat> you know, I found out uh, too late in life. Uh, but actually, when when Ginger and I got married, I had matured to a point where I was not selfish. I mean, I got over myself, you know, and uh, and so when each partner is uh, serving the other and uh, and doing what they can to help the other, it works out tremendously. But, you know, and earlier in life, when I was immature, I was selfish and wanted things for me. And and, uh, you know, that was that's uh, how I got into trouble. I, I, I told you. We were talking in surgery the other day, um, uh, and all three of the nurses were saying, well, my second husband was, uh, my, you know, <clears throat> so they'd all been divorced and everything. So I said, well, I've been married for 51 years to three different women. So, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> you know, you can learn, hopefully, as to learn early in life that uh, that relationships are really important. and 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 uh, you know it keeps you not only healthy but uh you know it's the quality of life yeah but not only a relationship uh, you know with your wife it's uh friends and you know i consider you a, a close friend and we kind of support each other uh we've had uh, a lot of criticism from a lot of our colleagues uh because of our treatment methods and you know our approaches but i wanted to uh, talk a little bit about some of your uh, unique ideas. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit about the statins, because you feel that the statins uh, may be contributing to a lot of ocular disease. Yeah, oh, yes. Uh, I don't think there's any question. Um, <clears throat> in fact, um, I had uh, support in that concept by my mentor in ophthalmology, Dr. Fritz Fraunfelder who is a brilliant research doctor in uh, Oregon, University of Oregon now, but he was at the University of Arkansas. And so, um, but about 40 years ago, I uh, started noticing people having focusing problems. And I found one of the, con one of the consistent things was either statin drugs or use of the computer. And if they had those two things, people were having all kinds of problems focusing. And so I, uh, I looked into the physician's desk reference 
and uh, which is our our used to be the Bible of um, of uh, medicines, and found out that CoQ10 is depleted because the same enzyme that makes cholesterol also makes CoQ10. And CoQ10 is responsible for energy. It helps food, so to speak, get into the mitochondria. Mitochondria is the energy producing part of the cell. And if, um, if CoQ10 is deficient, and it always is with statin drugs, it, it always is deficient some, if it is deficient, people will lose energy. And if they lose energy around the muscles that focus the eye, that will cause them to have trouble with focusing. So uh, I had you know, all kinds of people uh, with that problem. I used to tell people, stop your statin drugs. Do these things with your diet and you, your cholesterol will be okay. Well, I no longer tell people to stop statin drugs because I get in trouble. So, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. <clears throat> so now I tell people to take 400 milligrams of CoQ10. Ordinarily, that will stop their problems. Uh, I mean, I, I just see people every day that have their, their eyes are either drifting apart or turning in. Um, they start this, the uh, CoQ10 400 milligrams and they almost always get well. Um, the, the best quality CoQ10 is ubiquinol, uh, but ubiquinone usually works very well. So anyway, now I was talking about Dr. Fraunfelder. He did a study of 250 people that were having either ptosis or uh, double vision or something like that. And he, he, he proved uh, what, what I've been noticing, you know, uh, just by experience, I, I noticed the problem, and we looked up his article, and he had, uh, you know, not only not only focusing problems, but also drooping eyelids, ptosis, mm. drooping eyelids can be caused by this problem. So yes, sir, I think that's I think that's big, and so I've been telling people for forty years, and I, I think I've told you before, it's hard to get the word out because most doctors don't know what I'm saying. Most doctors don't know this. So, you know, we, we teach residents all the time in the, in the clinic, we teach residents and I always bring that up to them and no one, maybe one doctor, I think had heard or read about the, the CoQ10 problem, but was not told to start their patients on CoQ10, which is, I think is a real oversight. So if any of our audience is taking statin drugs, uh, please take the CoQ10 and you will feel better, focus better, all kinds of good things happen. Yeah, that's a really good point because so many people are taking statins and, you know, whether or not you should be taking statins, that's a whole nother topic. But I guess you and I both have to be careful. You, you We just can't tell people to stop taking their medication. We're going to get in trouble. Absolutely. Yes, I always. And in fact, it's it, it, it proves, I think, uh, with with very few uh, exceptions. That if you if they just take the CoQ10, at least that side effect, that side effect of focusing and all that is corrected basically. So, mm -hmm. so uh, they don't I guess have to stop the statin drugs. But like you say, that's another uh, topic that people should read about for their own edification. They shouldn't read about that. Now I want to uh, uh, talk to you about your uh, use of ozone. Uh, you're doing some very interesting things using ozone. 
And I think quite a few of the people on this webinar have heard of ozone and uh, its ability to help in many type of ocular disorders. Uh, can you share with us what you've been doing with ozone? Well, you bet. I, I, um, I learned about ozone, oh goodness, almost 30 years ago uh, from a friend of mine, a naturopathic friend, Dr. Roger Truby, uh, who's a brilliant naturopath. And, uh, and he, he advocated that uh, for a patient that I, this was a uh, lady that I'd been treating for some time that really was blind from glaucoma. She could barely see out of one eye. And we, um, and so he encouraged me to use it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, Ed. We we had a uh, ozone generator, a tube that we put in her ear, and and put the ozone through that tube, which isn't the best way to get ozone into the body, but that improved her vision. So uh, this little lady um, uh, actually uh, was not only a patient but a friend of ours that was baby babysitter for our kids and all this kind of thing but um but anyway so that's how i got introduced to it i also i saw a video that um that was 30 years ago uh, talking about ozone helping and even curing hiv which at that time was uh just just becoming a more uh severe problem for people and so I said, oh, my goodness, well, it'd be worthwhile to get into this. So we got an ozone generator and really did not do much of it, did not do much anything with it for years. But then this is I think I told you this story once, but real quickly, this is an amazing story. I had a friend that uh, was comatose for a month after having brain surgery and um, and Ginger suggested using the ozone for him and now I, I had already had ozone for myself from for Lyme disease and it helped my Lyme disease so I, I, I you know, intravenous by the way so I said okay I'll try this on our friend Don and so um, I injected 10 milliliters of ozone in the vein very slow I had an ozone generator that uh, I used this was 10 years ago probably I treated Don and uh, he'd been in coma for at least a month. And uh, 30 minutes after I injected the ozone, he woke up and was able to speak and was able to think again and, you know, do some things. He couldn't get out of bed and he stayed, but he stayed alive with repeated uh, ozone treatments, maybe once a, a week. Uh, he stayed alive for about eight months. Uh, he was able to conduct his business you know all the things he needed to do uh, say goodbye to his family and friends all so it was a real meaningful thing for for the ozone treatment that i saw that i saw that happen well uh, after that i i learned about ozone treatment for joints uh, it can be injected ozone can be injected into joints for knee for i, I know personally for knee problems for instance so uh, one time I, I was working in a clinic about eight years ago and I felt something pop in my knee and uh, it was, you know, 10 out of 10 pain. It was definitely a cartilage problem, I think. And <clears throat> went to my friend, Dr. Jim Lemire, this good friend of yours. And, and um, he injected ozone in my knee 
And about four hours later, the pain was from a 10, it was down to a two. And so I said, oh, there's something to this ozone, you know? So anyway, uh, last year, about a year ago now, a little over a year ago, I had a friend, a patient of mine that um, had both glaucoma and macular degeneration. And he called me, his daughter called me and said, is there anything you can do for my dad because uh, he's blind he can't he's black everything's black and I said well I don't know but I, I I've had nothing I've had enough experience with ozone I could inject that behind his eye and just see if it, it would help so we went over to his house uh, injected uh, the ozone behind his eye and uh, a day and a half later they called me and said my dad can see and mm. so uh, they, they were very happy about that. So he was able to, this last year, he's been able to take stay at home, take care of his own business enough. He couldn't see to read, but he could see well enough to get around the house, take care of himself, himself eat, and all those things. And, and uh, so it's been a real nice thing for, for George. And, and by the way, his both eyes were totally black. So I took the most recent eye, the, the healthiest eye, and injected it first and then he asked me to do the other eye and I did and he yes he could see shadows out of it and that kind of thing so it helped his his other eye too since that time I've been brave enough to introduce it to one other person who also has benefited from this is her macular degeneration most recent uh, her name is Diane and I treated Diane and uh, I've got another gentleman tomorrow I'm going to be treating uh, that has optic nerve atrophy from Agent Orange from the military and this kind of thing. Uh, he's basically has, you know, decent vision in a very, like a two, two, uh, two degrees of arc though. I mean, he's got just very limited, like tunnel vision type thing. But, um, but anyway, so I'm gonna be treating him tomorrow. So I, I've, I've been brave enough to, to come out and introduce this to a few close, patients slash friends and um, I say brave enough because uh, ozone is again controversial it's uh, it's a uh, very uh, people unless they've read about studies around the world they will think that this is you know a, a ridiculous idea to to inject uh, a poisonous gas into the body is a ridiculous idea but as you know ozone is just oxygen more more atoms of oxygen stuck together and it's a release of oxygen but it's also uh, a series of events that happens when you inject ozone for instance into the knee we know there's a series of events of healing that happen um that that works i mean i've seen it work in my own daughter and you know i've treated her knee and i've you know i've treated other people's uh, joints since uh, since dr lemire treated mine i've, I've treated other yeah other you're people. right is uh, controversial. If you would call up the FDA, they would tell you it's a poison and it should not be used anywhere in the body. But it's right. interesting. Ozone therapy is widely accepted uh, throughout the world. I was at the World Ozone Congress a couple of years ago in Rome, Italy, and uh, 24 countries were represented. And they presented cases, uh, you know, ozone being used to treat you name the chronic disease, cancers. Uh, it's it's remarkable. So if the listeners if the listeners out there are not familiar with ozone, I would say do some research on it. Yes. I have um, I think three uh, YouTube videos uh, 
about, you know, I like ozone too, because uh, I like to empower patients and you can do ozone therapy on your own, either rectal insufflation or auricular, like you said. Exactly. Really valuable, valuable uh, method to use to not only help improve your vision, but your health. Hey, James, I'd like to open it up to questions, um, if that's okay with you. So folks out there, if uh, you have a question for Dr. McNair, you can raise your hand and I can unmute you so you could talk. Or you could type something in the uh, Q&A. So let me see here if we have anybody with questions here. One minute here. Okay, one attendee. Oh, here. Okay, Rebecca, I think I unmuted you. Yeah, yes. you're Thank you. Um, I was just curious. Um, he said that he used the ozone injection in his knee as well as his daughter's knee. How long did they have to use, have to do that ozone treatment? Oh, good question. The, <clears throat> pardon me. The, um, my, since, since I had my knee treated, it was six years ago. Um, I have, uh, treated it one more time with the ozone, uh, now, by the way, when I say I did, my, my wife actually injected it. And, uh, and so since and my knee, my, the, the one knee that's the real bothersome knee is, is uh, uh, I would say, 50% healed. Now, recently, by the way, I had acupuncture done, which by uh, Doctor of Oriental Medicine from China, and uh, and he actually took uh, uh, time. I had three three sessions with him, and um, over a week's period of time, and uh, that also improved the pain in that knee. Now, by the way, so, so what I'm saying is it has not been cured, so to speak. It is still though. I, I now can bike without. Uh, pain of uh, during the biking at all it's no pain at all I still periodically have you know kind of an achy creaky knee and that kind of thing but you know on the pain level of 10 or, or excuse me two or three rather than 10 so um, so I, you know again so now by the way I had a, a, a fall a twist of my knee and all that kind of thing uh, tore, tore cartilage tore uh, ligaments and everything this was years ago and it took me um you know, until six years ago, I was able to run, but I just can't run anymore. My, you know, I have a bone on bone type problem. Um, but, um, but anyway, so yes, re redoing it. Uh, my daughter has not had to have another injection. Hers was, uh, oh goodness, two years ago, I guess I injected her knee and she is working out regularly and having no knee problems, but, but it does not necessarily cure the knee pain. It will help it almost always, almost instantly. By the way, I just treated a young lady that uh, she's probably in her 50s and and uh, and she also had benefit from the, she, she had a, a knee injury and was having too much pain to do her workouts. And so we, we injected her about six weeks ago and she's coming back for another one because she got so much improvement. So it does take, you know, maybe more than one for sure and maybe several 
to get to a point where you can function well and all that. Maybe not ever get totally pain-free, but certainly functionally, uh, you can work pretty well. Uh, where do you live? I live in Iowa. In Iowa. Okay. Now, I don't know anyone in Iowa at all, but there's got to be someone um, in, it, in it, big it, cities. It's a, not a homopathic. Um, I came from Arizona, where that's how I got Dr. Condrad, and I had homopathic doctors there. It's very difficult to find people here, but I am praying to find someone. Thank you, sir. Oh, you're welcome. You bet. Yeah, you. It's um, it's you know just gradually becoming open to to doctors who see, you know, our medical doctors see that we're not we don't have all the answers. I mean, I'm sorry, but the FDA and our med schools and all that teach wonderful medicine, and uh, you know, it's a great great uh learning deal and all, all the all that but it's not the whole story i mean acupuncture is a classic example of when i <laughs> years ago when i entered med school it was uh it was really um people looked at the acupuncture like oh this is too weird and and all that you know it's so dangerous or whatever but then they showed a film of a person having appendectomy under acupuncture anesthesia with one needle, as I recall, one needle placed in the proper place, a person was able to have their appendix removed. So it to me, that opened my mind a little saying, hey, maybe there's something to this acupuncture. So uh, things of that concept, I, I, unfortunately, our our med schools are still have the blinders on and and, you know, think one way. But I think there's a lot of ways of discipline of that's been proven that uh, that we need to look into and and uh, evaluate for ourselves, so that um, we can pursue these things if we think it's necessary. We have a question here. It says, "My husband got intravenous ozone for macular edema, and the edema slightly improved, or at least it did not progress. Because of the cost factor, would ozone drops made at home be helpful?" If so, what is a good ozone generator brand? Uh, well, one, I don't think ozone eye drops would be helpful for macular degeneration because it's just not penetrated. But some of the other modalities like auricular ozone or rectal ozone, I think would be beneficial. And as I mentioned, I like to empower patients uh, to begin ozone treatment on their own at home. There is a good company uh, called uh, Simply O3. Uh, Tom Lowe is the president, L-O-W-E, and he has a lot of low-cost ozone machines. Are you familiar with that company, James? Simply I'm O3. Not. And, and in fact, I, I came into to where my ozone generator is, and I use uh, one called Synergy Systems, S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y, Synergy Systems. And, uh, and it's a... Uh, it's, it's actually marketed as a water purification system. Uh, people may know that, uh, that in Europe, they use uh, ozone to sterilize their swimming pools rather than chlorine. Uh, because in fact, we had uh, some of the athletes from uh, Europe came to, uh, came to California for one of the swimming competitions and they wouldn't swim in chlorine chlorinated pools uh, 
but they would in the ozonated. So they had to change to ozonated, and then they changed it back to chlorine after the after that that was an Olympic game type thing. After that, they went back to the chlorine. So anyway, but no, the synergy systems is what I have, and it's it's not terribly expensive. It's like a thousand dollars. And, um, and, and it's best if you can get pure oxygen, which you should be able to get pure oxygen to filter into it to generate the, the ozone. And, uh, and I agree with you, Ed, that, that uh, you know, if, if you can get it in to the body in general, either through the rectal insufflation, maybe the auricular, um, you know, however they can do it, I think it may be, like, like she said, from a cost standpoint, it'd be a lot less expensive and combine that with all the other things that you can do to help macular de degeneration. Uh, I don't know. Um, in fact, you should talk about your uh, microcurrent part because that's, that's certainly is a big part of helping too. Yeah. I think microcurrent is something uh, remarkable, putting that low level current, which helps reduce inflammation, stimulate healing, and it can work very well. Um, with uh, with ozone, we have another uh, Jeff here. I'm going to put you on speaker. Jeff, you have a question for Dr. McNear. Jeff, uh, yes, hi. Actually, it's Renee, his wife. Uh, okay, Renee. He's here too. Um, he has had. I've, we've talked with you before, way back when, but um, he's had a long laundry list of things that have gone on with his eyes, starting with glaucoma. Um, a stent, tube, failed tube shunt, et cetera. Then he had a corneal transplant for um, Fuchs dystrophy, cataract surgery removal, um, central and central vein occlusion. So uh, he has not been able to drive for four years. We're both 70 now. Um, and he is still having blurriness. Um, his peripheral vision is um, not in great shape. And so it's making it dangerous for him to drive. We're very um, in good health otherwise, pretty much. And we wanna live our lives fully. And he would like to be able to get rid of this blurriness that he's got and that eye that has had so many uh, things going on with it. And just wondering, um, certainly open to anything and also ozone, if both of you all would, wouldn't mind giving us your opinions. And we're in Virginia Beach. So if you have any suggestions regarding our location, that would be great too. Uh, uh, James, you want to go first? Well, yes. Uh, it, the uh, All the things that we have mentioned, uh, Every, what I encourage people to look at is that uh, every small detail that you can do to help in, in a positive way. So everything we've mentioned so far, even water, drinking water, eating healthy, every, every getting off of gluten and dairy, even if you say, well, no, we don't have trouble with gluten and dairy, get off of gluten and dairy. Um get enough rest, get enough exercise, get, you know, all the things that every small step that you take, then the alternative things like the microcurrent stimulation, uh, chelation, and we, we've, we've talked a little bit about acupuncture, acupuncture around the eye 
the the uh, doctor of oriental medicine knows how to help ocular function and uh, they have not only the needle treatments but they also have which which by the way are not the worst things in the world it, it's pinches a little bit but it's not it's not painful uh, they have herbal uh, medicines. They have, you know, all the supplements that we talk about. So there's many steps. If, if you follow good principles, you're likely to get good results and, and, and improved and get some of the blurriness off and that sort of thing. But, I, but uh, you know, and I would just keep as long as your resources are available. And that's why some, some of the people I see cannot afford Frankly, they can't afford some of these other treatments, but they can afford to drink water. They can exercise. They can do all those things, and all those things will help. But if you can do some of the other things, I think it adds a little bit more improvement every step you take. And in, by the way, most importantly, the, your quality of life is improved. You should be enjoying enjoying what you're doing. It's, if, if it's a drudgery to do, don't do it. But you, you can enjoy these things and, and explore, explore all these new concepts and um, enjoy doing it so that uh, it takes kind of the, uh, the drudgery off of it and, and more enjoyment in life, which, uh, which Ed and I think is important. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, sometimes it's, you have to think about the basics, uh, simple things. Uh, look at your diet. I think food is uh, our best medicine. We are what we eat, proper hydration, reducing stress, and then look at, and of course it depends on your disposable healthcare dollars. I think investing in an ozone generator um, may be a good way to go. I like to empower patients because when you start to go to a, a functional medical doctor or an integrative doctor, you know, you may be paying a couple hundred dollars for an IV or an ozone treatment, but if you invest in equipment like an ozone generator, you may pay a thousand dollars. Oxygen is cheap. I get a complaint from patients, well, I can't buy oxygen, you need a prescription. You don't need a prescription to buy uh, oxygen. I was in California, probably the most regulated state in the country. I walked into an air gas store and said, I'd like a tank of oxygen. They didn't even check my driver's license and they gave me a <laughs> So I don't want to hear that from patients. I can't get oxygen. Now, if you walk into a medical supply store, they'll probably read you a riot act. What are you going to use it for? Do you have a doctor's prescription? Yeah, yeah. No and then microcurrent. I mean, microcurrent's an investment. You may pay a couple thousand dollars for a microcurrent machine, but it's something you can do every day. So these are things um, uh, that uh, you can look at. Um, but um, I hope that, um, you know, uh, we can help uh, help you turn things around. I hope this information will be helpful for you. Well, in Virginia like Beach is not too far from D.C. And I know in D.C. they've got a lot of uh, alternative medical doctors there, uh, naturopaths and, and, um, and doctors of oriental medicine, I, that sort of thing are, are really available. Uh, and I'm sure they are in Virginia Beach too, I would think. So we would look at for, for a natural path, is that what you're saying? Natural path, uh, doctor of oriental medicine, and there, and then uh, there are regular medical doctors who do some of the other things like the chelation and, and microcurrent. 
they will they will come under uh, the label of holistic medicine, maybe, or wellness medicine, or functional medicine is is the other term Dr. Kondrat just said. So um, you have to do a little investigation. But and and the other thing is um, I, we hadn't talked about um, yet is biological dentistry. There are a lot of things going on in people. You know, I mean, when I say things like this. People say, oh, come on, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. But I'm telling you, sometimes a lot of the poisons in our mouth, uh, there, there's a concern about mercury in the mouth. There's a concern about uh, 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 by, uh, when a per what, what's the term, Ed, for the uh, like when you uh, have trouble with your bite and when you're chewing it, it there's a constant drain of energy. It's yeah. like a bruxism. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it, that's uh, so. The term is used for problem people with have having dental problems. So there's a lot, and what I'm saying is that can really impact a person's ocular well-being, and uh, we often ignore that. But uh, that can be a big, big problem. So you need to see, you need to see someone who thinks holistically and and um, that will uh, look into every small issue because it's all very important and it all adds up. There's a joke uh, I heard that if you have problems with your eyes, you should probably first see your dentist. Uh, well, yeah. well, no kidding. Yeah. It can be important. Now, also, um, I do offer a free record review. There's no charge to you. Um, you can send your eye records uh, to me and I'd be happy to give you more specific uh, recommendations. And you can go to freeconsult.us. That's all one word, freeconsult.us. And send me the records, and then I'll review them and give you more specific information based on some of your um, uh, particular, you know, findings with your eye report. You know, uh, what, what, yet we really have to look at what is the factors that are really limiting your vision? You know, is it due to glaucoma? Is it due to poor circulation? Is it due to macular edema? And then we can be a little bit more focused on that. Uh, we have, Diana, thank you. Okay, we have Diana. Uh, let me um, unmute you, Diana. Let's see here, I'm trying to, oh, here we go. Diana, you're, I think you're on here, allow talk. There you are. You have to unmute yourself, Diana. Okay. Yep, you're on. Great. I have um, been told I have glaucoma. Uh, the ophthalmologist um, has given me some drops to take. I took those for a while. Uh, and the last time I saw him, I said, is there an alternative? And his whole demeanor changed. It was like, Okay, and so now he has sent me to a medical doctor to get some type of surgery. It's just a evaluation. And I really don't want the surgery. I eat fairly well. I just started taking out dairy, all dairy. I exercise, I'm pretty active. Um, I read somewhere that doing inversions um, is not healthy for high um, um, ocular pressure. Um, just would like some feedback and support from what you're saying. 
Well, I have found that um, many cases of glaucoma are overdiagnosed. Uh, that ophthalmologists now are really overdiagnosing glaucoma, which is unfortunate. Uh, people with slightly elevated pressure are put on eye drops when it's really not necessary. I'd be happy to take a look at your eye records. Go okay. to freeconsult.us and let me review everything. Okay. Because glaucoma is a different, difficult diagnosis. It's more than pressure. Uh, you can have a pressure of 25 and never lose vision with glaucoma. Or you can have a pressure of five and go blind from glaucoma. Mm. Mm. It has to do more with the health of the optic nerve. And I'll let uh, Dr. McNear give his opinion on that. Okay, great. Well, yes, and every, everything uh, Dr. Condrad just said is right on because um, the definition of glaucoma is really a damaged optic nerve which should be demonstrated by visual field testing. And there's other uh, photographs that can be taken uh, to help document that. Um, and now once that is documented and you do have damaged optic nerve, then keeping the pressure down is very important. And your question should not have offended your doctor. I mean, that's, uh, I think is because there's too many good uh, ophthalmic solutions to use. There's a uh, very safe laser to use. Uh, glaucoma surgery is surgery, so it can be very successful, but on the other hand, it is surgery and it can be, so hemorrhage, infection, things like that can happen. So we, we put that off until the, as a last ditch effort, so to speak. But, but um, so anyway, so I, I would, I would seek maybe a third opinion <laughs> before before you do any surgery. I, I think uh, you know it should be fairly. Most of the time, glaucoma is well controlled by the drops and and laser treatment that's that are easy and safe and inexpensive. Um, and by the way, everything you're doing by getting off a of dairy, getting off of gluten is good. Exercise, all those, uh, the hydration part again, all those, if you cut back on caffeine, for instance, the pressure goes down. And mm -hmm. um, so it's, there's a lot of things like that that you're doing already that's going to help you stay in good, good health and good, uh, good vision. But I'd, I'd be seeking another doctor to, to, uh, to get an, uh, another opinion on this. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, you're thank welcome. And we have a, uh... A uh, question from um, Jeanette. Let's see, Jeanette, you can unmute yourself. Okay, can you hear me? Yep, hello. I want to respond to Diane. Um, Diane, I am, I'm going to say it this way because I don't like to tell people that I have macular. I am healing from that. And last year, um, the eye doctor told me that my pressure was very high and it was, it was 26 in both eyes. And um, he didn't, he didn't immediately try to give me drops, but the first thing I did, I'm a patient of Dr. Kondrat. So I came home and I called Dr. Kondrat and I told him what was happening and the very first thing that he told me was to, you know, I, I walk daily, but he said to start walking more and just take good, slow walks. And, 
And I did, I did nothing else but that. And I got my pressure down from 26, it went down to 23. And then I ended up getting a supplement. Um, it's Dr. Whitaker's ocular pressure or something. And anyway, it's, it's, it's all, all, all natural. And I got my pressure down to 20. So don't let them send you to surgery until you try those things. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Which Thank you. <laughs> good, Thank you. Good for you. Good for you. You know, exercise studies have shown that simple exercise, 20 to 30 minutes a day can lower the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I believe that glaucoma is a disease of the autonomic nervous system. So getting yourself to relax, meditation, uh, deep yeah. breathing, prayer, positive affirmations, all these things can help. Amen. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> I feel better already. <laughs> Good. Yeah, please remember, I don't like it when patients are focused on their pressure. They shouldn't yeah. be. When you're focused on your pressure, there's an expression, where your attention goes, it'll grow. Mm -hmm. Being focused on your pressure causes stress. You're worried about that number. It's not that number. It's the health of your optic nerve and your general health in your body. You know, if you're drinking plenty of water, eating good food, exercising, reducing stress, that'll take care of the pressure. Um, there's a question here. Oh, before we go into the question, um, Dr. McNear, tell people about your book and about the book you're going to be writing. Oh. <laughs> Okay, yes. Um, well, I have written a book. And in fact, uh, we uh, are going to be revising that because of your, your advice on uh, telling more of my story, because uh, I, I have uh, kind of an interesting background. And, and, uh, and again, the idea is to help people uh, be to take better care of themselves and get healthier. And I'm trying to find my book right now, but I, I don't oh, see it. James, okay. people, people can get a free copy of your book yes. if you yes. have a vision event. Yes. You gave that yes. as they can hear your lecture. Um, and you can go to, I think, visionevent2023.com. Go to visionevent2023.com. We have about uh, eight uh, brilliant uh, lectures, including Dr. James McNear, and you get a, uh, a free copy of his book. Uh, I'm sorry, I got, got interrupted here. But uh, yes, um, anyway, uh, we... Um, I'm, I'm going to go back to the original title for my book, by the way, Ed. I know you don't like this, but um, 50, 50 Ways to Love Your Liver is what I'm going back to. That's too many ways. <laughs> People don't want to do a lot of work, James. It should be three ways to love your liver. <laughs> <laughs> and 
what does that have to do with your eyesight anyway? Well, it does have a lot to do with your eyesight. So over uh, 50 ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh goodness. But anyway, yes, I, and and do I, I would invite people to get the free copy and and read about that. And if uh, if they need to contact me, I'd be uh, very available. Um I've given my cell phone out to many people, and I'd be happy uh, to do that now. And um, uh, just like you, I like to be uh, helping people as much as I can. I don't know if everybody knows about Dr. Kondrat's uh, not only free consultations, but he has given many hours, many hours of uh, just uh, providing care for people uh, around the world. Um doing eye surgery and all that kind of thing, relieving blindness uh, around the world. Uh, he and his wife have uh, spent many, many days doing that. And I, I don't know if you have any plans for the future in that, Ed, but uh, those kind of mission work is, is really uh, a wonderful testimony to your uh, commitment to people. Yeah, it's uh, wonderful work and very, very rewarding. You don't realize how uh, good we have it here in the United States till we till you go to some third world countries and you see the poverty and the blindness and the lack of hope and uh, you know giving people hope and helping them it's uh, very very gratifying. Hey we have a, a Victoria I'm gonna put you on here Victoria. Yes. Yep. Uh, hello Dr. Kondrok. I uh, want my question is I drink goat milk and goat milk uh, kefir kefir yeah does that count as uh, milk or is uh, well actually, goat milk has a great reputation and and uh is not the same uh in fact most of the people i've read the the health uh, people i've read say yes goat milk is much superior oh. so it could be fine but it doesn't count towards your water quotient Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't hear that question. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, milk is, it can be, uh, you know, beneficial and healthy. Um, goat milk is interesting. It, it's, um, it's homogenized. You know, if you take cow's milk, it'll separate. Goat milk is homogenized. It doesn't separate. Yeah. Uh, and there are ways to get it um, not homogenized, just raw goat milk, if uh, you can find the farm. Mm. But goat milk does not count towards your uh, uh, water quotient. Oh. You know, half of your body weight in water. Uh, so, you know, drinking coffee, I have a cup of coffee here. This does not count towards my hydration. Actually, <laughs> coffee can deep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, hi, Dr. Condra. This is Robert, Victoria's husband. Can you hear me? Yeah, hi, Robert. Hi, by the way, I love your introduction, Turandot Aria. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, I have a question, Dr. McNair. Are you in the Orlando area or in Florida since Dr. Condor is no longer in Florida, unfortunately? Uh, yes, uh, we live in Ocala. So we're about 60, 60 or 70 miles north of Orlando. Okay, okay. Maybe give, uh, give folks your office number, Dr. McNair. Uh, oh, sure, you bet. It's uh, 352 732 
zero four. Could you could you repeat that again, Dr. McNair? Yes, three five two seven three two eight four zero four. And if you call that number and and tell them that you'd like to talk to me, they will leave me a message and I will call you back. All right. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, we have a lot of, um, oh my goodness, we have about uh, how many? 23 uh, questions in the Q&A. <laughs> Good. Good. We, can't, uh, we just can't get to all of them. But what I'm going to do is... Um, we can we can send you a personal response, okay? I'll send Dr. McNear all the all the Q and A questions, and we can we can you know send it back to you in individually. And also, um, this is being recorded, so I'll I'll send all of you a recording of this, and uh, included in the recording will be Dr. McNear's uh, contact information, and also the link if you wanted to send me. A copy of your eye records, because the problem is people will always ask, "Well, what can I do for this?" And you know, we really have to look at uh, what's going on with your eye. Uh, you know, a good ophthalmologist will do an eye exam and say, "Well, what is the limiting cause of your vision?" You may have glaucoma, macular degeneration, cataracts, but what is really the cause of your vision? So we have to kind of address that. Uh, Dr. McNear, you have any closing comments? We're kind of running out of time. Well, yes, just uh, I, I'm, I hope people will follow up with us and we'll do whatever we can uh, over the uh, either email or, or uh, phone or whatever we can do, whatever we can do. And uh, I, always, <laughs> I, told, I told Dr. Condrat, uh years ago that uh, my, my slogan is, I want to be like Ed, because uh, Dr. Condrat has always set the curve as far as I care, as far as I'm concerned. And, and uh, but so he and I think a lot alike and, uh, and I'd like to be part of uh, whatever he's doing. So if, if I can help folks uh, by, you know, actually not getting to examine them necessarily, like the lady from Iowa, I may never get to see her, but but uh, we can do a lot over the communications that we have now, and and uh, and I'd like to help any way I can. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, when COVID hit, I used to have a, a one-week program in my office where people would come and stay for a week, and we would do IV treatments and things like that. COVID hit, we started to do it online, and just giving people advice and helping them, and the results have been just as good which is really beneficial because you don't have the expenses of traveling to Florida and the hotel accommodations, et cetera. So I think, uh, you know, technology is wonderful. Technology is wonderful. Yes, it is. Uh, Dr. McNair, I want to thank you so much for taking time and we will have you again on okay. Health. And next time we have you, you better be set up. We don't want to be waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, we were distracted this morning, so I apologize. Hey, but I did tell you, let's get together 15 minutes before, didn't I? Yes, indeed. <laughs> That's right. Thanks so much. Okay, we'll do, we'll, be, do, we'll do better next time, I promise. All right. Thanks, everybody. Blessings Thank to everybody. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Many, many, many blessings.
Bye.